Here we are, folks. We are now live on Facebook. It is Friday. Nineteenth. Today is the 19th of February. Month is half over. It is time to get started. My name is Tom Young, and I'm here as owner of First Consultants and here on Facebook, author of the book Family Money Farm, The CFO Project, Life Insurance Will It Pay When I Die, wrote the forward to Live Your Life Insurance, have a couple of ebooks, Financial Mastery Coaching Blueprint, and Jumpstart Your Financial Freedom. So all of those books are available through me or through cfo-project.com. We'll talk about that in a little while. Today's going to be an exciting day. We're talking about gold. Flee the man who would force it to do impossible things. Uh, it, it, it's an amazing thought. We'll get into it in a moment. But every day as we get started, we want to send our prayers out for everybody that has been touched, affected, imposed upon in some way by this virus, COVID-19, the China virus, some people are calling it, but who knows where it came from or what the motive behind it was. That doesn't do us any good. Our goal is to focus on ourselves and, and to help secure our future with certainty. Prayers go out to everybody affected by COVID. Prayers go out to everybody who has lost loved ones. And also the loved ones who have been lost, may the Lord open his arms and gather them into his heaven above. With that being said, let's get started. As, as we talk about this, because, you know, when I, when I meet people, they ask me what I do. And, 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 you know, I might say, well, I'm in the financial services industry, but I have a very unique approach. And my unique approach is I believe that ultimately you end up with more money, more wealth, more passive residual income by avoiding losses than chasing rates of return. However, we know the typical financial world, when you get in front of one of those folks and start to talk, well, that, while we can get you a better rate of return is that close to the first thing that comes out of their mouth and what they're doing so we can we can look at what you're doing and we can we can get you a little bit better interest than what you're getting now that isn't always the case because if, if you're chasing high rates of return you have to realize that the higher the rate of return that you chase the higher the level of risk the increased probability that you're going to lose money because if you unfortunately are there when the market does an adjustment, then, then you're going to lose money. And I have people 2001 and 2, 2008, who, who lost big time in the market. In March of this year, when the pandemic really got started, the market went from 29,000 on the Dow down to 19,000. It was like a 30-some percent loss that people experienced. And in my conversation with people, you know what? They, they, they panic. And that is the old adage that when people are investing, remember there's two words. There is investing and there is saving. When, when I am saving, it is related to things that have certainty. If I'm investing, 
It is related to things that have risk and are risky and I could lose my money. So you don't want to relate to both of them. There are savings and you have to have savings. And, and I guess you have to have investments, but investments would be the last thing I would think about until I had everything else under control in my life. Now, what do I mean by that under control? Well, remember the four roles of the blueprint, save 20% of my gross annual income, accumulate 50% of my gross annual income in accessible cash. So I have access to capital and I do not have to run credit card balances or borrow short-term loans at the bank or wherever. Number three, I want to get rid of all of my commercial credit cards, debt with other people, consumer debt. Whatever consumer debt I have, I want to be the owner of it. Now, what do I mean by being the owner of it? You know, it, it, it's so interesting when I have this conversation with people is so few people are really focused on what they want. When I meet folks and we talk about that and I'm trying to develop the, where do you really want to go? You know, what is the long-term plan? What is the long-term destination? And I guess in reality, if you're 25, 35, 45, 55, or whatever your age is, the ultimate is to get to a place in life where I don't have to go to work anymore unless I choose to. That would mean I have passive residual income equal to or greater than my monthly lifestyle expenses. And because people are chasing the rabbit down the wrong hole, you know, the rabbit and the hat and, and never mind, Alice in Wonderland, but if you're chasing the wrong rabbit down the wrong rabbit hole, when you emerge at the other end at retirement or chronologically gifted age, where maybe physically you can't work anymore or mentally you can't work anymore, do you have enough passive residual income coming in to pay all of your bills and all of your lifestyle expense? Or have you piled up a pile of net worth capital in your IRA, 401k, 403b, 457 plan, and here's my pile of money. Well, you, you, you can't eat money. You can't eat that pile of money. You have to now convert it into an income stream. Well, how many people, how do you do that? How do I convert my capital into an income stream that has certainty attached to it? There are only a couple of ways to do that. And, and that is to set up income through an annuity with an insurance company, because they're the only people that can give you for a lump sum of money, give you a guaranteed income for life of you or life on you and your spouse. So as long as the one, one of the two of you is alive, 
the check never stops. But the only way to have certainty, guaranteed income, is through an insurance company that offers annuities, single premium immediate annuities, or some sort of settlement option that sets up as income. Now the challenge is because the interest rates have been so low for such a long time that the income coming out of those annuities is, is kind of lowered because of the interest rates. Because once they set it up, you have a guaranteed payment for life. So that's why, it, you know, if all you're focusing on is saving money. Remember the four questions? How much interest do you have to earn on that money so that you will have enough there when you get to retirement that it can be converted into income throughout your, throughout your lifespan, your life expectancy with adjustments for inflation? Okay, depending on how much money, the, the less money I have, the less I'm saving, the higher the interest rates I have to chase, which means the more risk I have to take in order to get to the other end of my journey. Therefore, if I have passive residual income that I have developed along the way, I know how much money I have coming in when I get there. Otherwise, I have to look how much interest, how much money do I actually have to save on a routine, consistent basis so that I will have enough money when I get there, again, to provide income throughout my life expectancy with adjustments for inflation. Well, then question number three is, is how long am I actually going to have to work? The less money I'm saving, the longer I have to work. Get the idea? If I'm not saving anything towards this end, I guess you're going to work a long time. Remember that, that this magical age 65 that they created, that, that uh, Franklin Delano Roosevelt created in 1933, the idea of age 65 started in 1880-something with an economist named Bismarck from Germany. Now remember, in 1890, 1880-something in Europe, it was, it was socialistic government. Everything was socialistic. So this economist named Bismarck said, look, you know, if, if you reach age 65, Mr. Worker, you should be able to retire with some kind of government stipends at age 65. Okay. However, in 1890, life expectancy was 49 years old. So I don't think there was a lot of people making it to age 65. And even if they did, I don't think they were around too long after they turned 65. So here in 1933, Franklin Roosevelt come along and instituted Social Security in America. And again, there is nothing social about it nor secure about it. 
And when he instituted it, he used age 65 again, life expectancy in 1933 was like 61 years old. So life expectancy was 61, you retired 65. Here we are today, and we're still talking about age 65. They moved it to age 67, but life expectancy today is in the 80s. Life expectancy for a male age 65 is about age 84 life expectancy. For a female, it's age 88 or 89. Now, what is life expectancy? Let's clear this up a little bit so we understand what life expectancy is. Life expectancy is the, the top of the bell curve. It's the median. In other words, if I look at life expectancy for a male, husband and wife, 65 years old, life expectancy for this man is age 83, 80, 84. All that means is out of the group, half have already died and half are still alive. Isn't that interesting? It's a 43% chance that a husband and wife healthy at age 65, a 43% chance that one of the two of them will still be alive at age 93. It's a 25% chance that one of the two of them will be alive at age 97. So when you get to retirement age 65, you may end up being in retirement more years than you actually worked. And with that being the scenario, or, or the thought around this thing, saving 10% of your income isn't gonna be enough. It never has been enough. That's why people chase interest rates and lose money and all of the above. They build their, their retirement house by building the roof first and throwing that in the hole before they build the foundation. You must build the foundation first. If they're building a high-rise skyscraper, how deep into the ground does that foundation go before they start building above the ground? Almost as far down as it's gonna be high in the air. Isn't that interesting? So when we talk about retirement, and now that's what we're talking about here, Gold Flea, the man who would force it to do impossible earnings, or who follow Followeth the trickster, the alluring advice of tricksters and schemers. People that are telling you they can get you 10, 12, 14% interest. Boy, do some research and do some figuring out. We're going to end it there for today. Next week's going to get exciting. You know, all I talk about is this thinking muscle between our ears. And next week in the month of March, I'm going to start a little bit early. We're going to be talking about Psycho-Cybernetics. Maxwell Maltz is the author of this book. It is an old book. I've read it many, many years ago, but it really is about what goes on between the six inches in your ear, the six inches between your ears. So that's what we're going to get into next week toward the end of next week and on. I'm going to wrap up next week, The Richest Man in Babylon, and we'll move on to Psycho-Cybernetics.
and we will continue our journey of growing you into who you need to become in order to find more success than you ever thought possible. I'm Tom Young. This is Money Shifts on the on the podcast and Facebook Live. Tom Young. Get my book, The Family Money Farm, The CFO Project. You can get it at Amazon and Barnes and Nobles, all the big booksellers. You can get my other book, Life Insurance Will It Pay When I Die, also at Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, and big booksellers. Or you can go to cfo-project.com, right here. And guess what? You go there, put your email address in, and you'll instantly get an email with a link that will give you the opportunity to download my book for free onto your computer or onto your cell phone. We have some new things coming up. We're working on the summit, the summit to success, which is going to happen somewhere towards the third, fourth week of March. As I figured out today, we're going to have 30 speakers talking about the holistic approach to success, personal, business, finance, all the aspects of the whole person, the whole person approach, because you have to have balance in all the things you do in life to really find happiness and joy and let that happiness and joy permeate your family, your children, your grandchildren, what kind of, of a example are you to your children and grandchildren? It is so important. It sets the whole tone for the future. God bless. We'll see you here Monday. I'll probably jump in here over the weekend, but otherwise we'll see you here on Monday, 12 noon. God bless.